Welcome to the Waves Ministry Podcast, where we equip girls in knowing their identity and calling. I'm your host, Caroline Hare, the founder of Waves Girls Conference. It's a joy to bring some encouraging conversations, messages, and coaching that will give girls tools for life and ministry. We believe that you can start making waves for Christ in your home, community, and world today. We have some amazing guests that are doing just that. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to ask that you would leave a five-star review and share this episode with at least one friend that you think might like it or need it. I'd also love to connect with you on Instagram, so find me at Caroline Hare or at Waves Girls Conference. Okay, let's get on with our conversation. Girls, I cannot believe we have made it to season six of the Waves Ministry Podcast. This is Caroline Hare, your host and the founder of Waves Ministry, Inc. I cannot believe it. We're here. It's season six and it is 2022. I'm just astounded. Well, if you don't know me, I have been leading Waves Ministry for about eight years now, and it is a joy um, just to partner with the next generation and to help the next generation of youth leaders and young adult leaders um, just grow in their faith and grow in their um, excitement for making an impact that will make an echo and a ripple effect to go for generations to come. Um, I love talking about identity and calling. And I know for me, God speaks to me so much through waves and through the beach. And I also just happen to live at the beach. I mean, bummer. Somebody's got to live down here in Destin, Florida, the beautiful Emerald Coast and uh, suffer for Jesus doing ministry and life. And that might as well be me. And so um, I am just someone who loves Jesus. I love my golden doodle, Asher. And I can't wait for you to journey along with me in this season as we talk about being more than, you know, as, as I was wrapping up 2021, I began to pray about like, man, what is the theme for 2022 with waves? And I just remember really feeling like I heard the voice of the Holy spirit. I heard God say to me that, that this ministry is more than a conference, that we're not just a conference ministry. We obviously have a podcast. We have books. We do retreats for leaders. Um, there's so many things that this ministry does. Um, but it's more than just a conference. It's more than just an event. And this podcast, I believe, is more than a podcast. It is a platform in which it is reaching the next generation of leaders and the next generation of girls uh, for them to know their identity as children of God and them to know their calling, to be able to walk it out and start making waves in their home community and world. And so for me, I am so excited to embark upon this year, this journey of being more than just a conference, being a ministry. Um, And as we even dig into this more than a podcast, we're going to talk about the areas of our lives where we are more than just a blank. Um, But before we get into that, I want to just say one of my favorite questions to ask people about whenever they come on the podcast, and you'll hear me ask this of every single guest that we have on this season, is what is your favorite song to listen to on a road trip? I just got home from like a 14 hour drive um, from South Florida. Um, we had a couple pit stops and on the way, I mean, and on the way home, we of course listened to some music. But for me, my favorite go-to songs, and some people will say some super holy songs. And I will say for me, like I do love to listen to me some Christian music and some worship music and just really press in and pray. But if I'm on a road trip, and when I say road trip, that means I have people with me, I've, I'm going someplace fun. Like I'm just excited 
for what's ahead. And I mean, it kind of changes up from time to time. But um, for me, I love listening to some Stevie, Steve Wonder, Stevie Wonder. I, I think it is so fun to listen to You Are the Sunshine of My Life. Um, I just, I love his music. I also love the song Ain't No Mountain High Enough. I can jam out to that. I may have some dance moves to that song. Um, I also love uh, to listen to some Whitney Houston. I like to throw it back to the 80s um, and, and listen to I Just Want to Dance with Somebody. Um, sometimes I go super country and I listen to some Garth Brooks and listen to, you know, Ain't Going Down to the Sun Comes Up. I go back to my Nashville roots. So I don't know what category you like to fall into, but those are some of my favorite go-to road trip songs. Tim McGraw, Indian Outlaw. Oh my goodness. One of the most fun songs to listen to. And my friend Christy, who has done Waves Ministry with me for a while off and on, um, she and I, we can rock out to that song for sure. So those are just some things to get you thinking maybe about what your favorite song is to listen to on a road trip. Um, But those are some of mine. So if I had to fill in the blank, I am more than a blank. Um, Let me just tell you, I have learned over the last several years that I am more than a youth pastor. Um, Now for me, that that came to be because um, I, I, as I encourage girls to seek out their calling early on in their life, I came to know my calling as a student minister, as a youth pastor, a next gen person. When I was 16, I came to know that. And so for most of my life, I have known myself as a youth pastor of some sort where I was ministering to people younger than me. When I was 16, I started ministering to younger girls who were in the sixth grade. And so I have taken on that role as a youth pastor of some sort um, since that time period. And so for me, that's been a huge part of my life and my calling that I have had to learn over the years that I am more than a youth pastor. You know, when I think about how I've put my identity in that um, and how others have tried to identify me based on that, um, I see myself as someone that has identified myself as that, you know, knowing that as a 16 year old, I then knew exactly how to pick my school for college. I knew that, man, I'm going to need some secondary education if I'm going to do this because um, I, I want to know that I'm teaching the Bible well. Not to say that you can't be in ministry and not if you've not been to professional school for that. Um, Jesus never, I mean, you know, listen, school of the Holy Spirit, right? Um, lots of his disciples were fishermen and, and d- doctors and different things. And they were never schooled in theology. But for me at 16, knowing that I was going to go into ministry, I was like, man, then I can pick the best school there is. And anytime I was applying to a school, I looked up their youth ministry department. If they didn't have a youth ministry department, I wasn't interested. You know, so much of my life has been guided by this youth ministry thing. And so for me, my identity kind of became grafted in that. Like if somebody asked me, like, what are you going to study in college? I'm going to be a youth pastor. You know, whenever I was in college and I was applying for jobs, I knew what type of internships and jobs to get that would help my youth ministry career. Um, I knew that whenever I walked into a room and someone wanted to know who I was or what I did, I would say, I'm a youth pastor. And so it's been something that has identified, I've identified myself as, um, and it's, it's over, overcome many relationships in my life, you know? Um, and I think about other people trying to put that, that term on me. Um, many times people will ask me about my student ministry or about my youth ministry career or what churches I've worked in or, or how I got started in youth ministry um, before they will ask 
me about me. And so I have noticed that to be a trend over the years. And so um, it's easy when that happens over and over again for people to identify you as the youth pastor um, instead of maybe a friend or maybe a pastor pastor or, or maybe a daughter or, you know, like there's so many different realms that you can be put into this box. And it's like, no, I have other passions, other excitements as well. Um, and so I know that that, that's something for me. I wonder for you, if you had to fill in the blank as a listener, I am more than a blank. I wonder what that would be for you. I am more than a volleyball player. I am more than a number on the scale. I am more than what my parents say I am. I am more than my grades on my test. I am more than my calling. I am more than... I don't know what it is for you. I'm more than my hair. I mean, it could be anything, but I think about for you, for you to ask that question yourself, as we hear different guests throughout this season, as they answer this question of, I am more than a blank. I want you to begin to think about what are you more than a blank that God is going to reshape your identity in that area that it's, you're more than just that. Um, You know, I know for me, like, you know, you think about the expectations that are put on you um, as you live up to that title of whatever you put your identity in. And so for me, some of the expectations that I've have been put on me over the years is just, I mean, obviously in the word, it says that you're called to a higher standard in many things if you're in leadership. And so, you know, I, I know that I've been held to a higher standard in many areas. I know that for me, it has caused me to, um, you know, where friends of mine in college maybe were super big into the party scene and they were posting about it on social media and they were going to the bars and going to the clubs. I, I I may have done some of those things, but I definitely didn't dabble in it at a deep capacity. I didn't want to sit there because I knew my calling was bigger than that. Um, But I knew that was an expectation that, man, I can't preach from something from the stage um, and not be living it personally. So that has caused me to, to really shift my expectations on myself, as well as the people around me to have expectations for me. Um, there's been times where as a youth pastor, um, if you mess up in some way, whether it's you, you respond negatively to someone or you snap at somebody or, or maybe they catch you in a bad moment and you're like frustrated. Um, some of the expectations is that you as a youth pastor have to have it all together all the time and that you can't get upset. You can't get angry. You can't say something out of turn. And if you do, you're a terrible person. And and it's like, how can you call yourself a youth pastor? And it's like, no, you're a human. Um, I am a human being living a supernatural experience. Right. Um, And so for me, there are times where I am very human and I'm not walking in the supernatural as I should be. And so there are these expectations that it's like, man, I have to remember to give myself grace um, and to allow others to give me grace. Um, you know, the first time I started to realize that I was more than a youth pastor was actually a few years ago. Um, I was asked, I was serving at a church and I had had some growth in the area that I was overseeing in the next gen department. And as I had some growth, um, the church that I was working in, they asked me if I would step into some leadership and take over some adult ministry areas. And while my, my call had always been to students, I felt like, wow, if that's the need of the church, like, and I can help fill that gap, I I don't have a problem doing that for a little while. Um, Not forever, but for a little while. And so I stepped into that position, but it was primarily working with adults. And I remember the first time that I walked into a gathering of people 
and I went to introduce myself to someone and they said, what do you do? And I started to say, I'm a youth pastor. And then I like stopped myself and I went, uh, 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 like, I didn't know what to say. It was like a cat got my tongue and I had no idea what to say. And I, I began to realize that um, over the next several months, I realized that as I was in uh, setting after setting where I was being introduced to new people and I was getting to know people, I didn't really know how to explain who I was because I had my identity so attached to being a youth pastor. So much of my life had revolved around the school year season and mission trips and church camp and lock-ins and lockouts that I had forgotten who Caroline was without student ministry. And so I remember in that season, like not even knowing how to introduce myself. And I was like, man, this is a problem. Like I am Caroline Hare, a daughter of God before I'm a youth pastor. Um, and I remember having that light bulb moment and going, oh my goodness, here I am preaching identity and I have my identity in my calling and my, in my job. And, and I know for me, it was like, oh my goodness, I've got to break free of that. And so I actually ended up sitting down um, with a mentor friend of mine, and I started to just um, ask the Lord, like, God, who do you, like, who am I in you? Like, who exactly am I, and what do you love about me? Um, and the thing is, is God, what he loves about me is not transactional. Um, what he loves about me is not a transaction-based thing. He's not, he doesn't love me because I do youth ministry. He loves me because he loves me. Um, and so I started to realize like, oh, these are the characteristics that God loves about me. And I started to pray and just understand those things and have them as things that I just stood on. Um, and so, you know, for me, like one of the things that the Lord spoke to me in that, in that session of praying with my mentor was, you know, the Lord said to me, you know, you are shiny. Like you reflect my glory. Like that is who you are. You reflect my glory. You're shiny. And if you know me, I love shiny things. So it's not all that surprising. Um, but I will say, so now it's like, whenever I get something shiny, I'm like, I'm shiny, I'm shiny. And it's like, I am a shiny daughter of God before I am a youth pastor. And he reminded me, he was like, you are good. Like you are just good to the core. Like there's goodness that flows out of Caroline hair. And it's like, no matter what I've done or not done in youth ministry, where I've fallen behind or whatever, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, I, I overflow with his goodness and his mercy that I have the fruit of the spirit of goodness. And that's who I am as his child. Um, and then daughter, daughter was something that he so sweetly spoke to me. You know, I was at a um, retreat, an adult retreat where um, they actually sent us away and it was like a three day retreat. And my mentor was on this retreat with me, which was really cool. But the first 12 hours of this retreat, we were not allowed to talk at all, which if you know me, is quite difficult because I love to talk and I talk all the time and I talk quickly and I have lots of thoughts. And I remember that first 12 hours, I was like 12 hours without not without talking, like, what am I going to do? And we were supposed to really just press in and ask the Lord what he called us. And it was funny because the Lord just gave me this vision of a girl running in a field. And it looked like the field um, that my granddad had at his farm. And it, just this vision of, of me running in this field and my hair um, being there, just kind of floating around with me having this flower crown on my head. And, and the Lord just really just 
calling me his daughter, that it's like before anything else, before I am a, a daughter of my parents, before I'm a, a, a best friend, before I'm a youth pastor, before I am a, a workout person, before I'm a coach, before I am a wife or mother or any of those things, like before I'm any of that, I'm a daughter. I'm a daughter of the most high King. And it was something so sweet that I honestly, like just that revelation came to me so clearly that it was like, I didn't need him to tell me anything else in that 12 hours because I just kept dwelling on it. And I remember at the end of the retreat, after three days, I could barely even speak about it without crying because God had so cemented in my heart that I'm his daughter and I am treated as his daughter. And, you know, for me, the takeaways for me, um, all right, because it's easy when you're in a retreat moment or you're with your mentor or you're doing your quiet time to know that you're a child of God, to know that you're more than being a youth pastor. You're more than the number on the scale. You're more than, you know, the volleyball player. Like it's easy in those moments of alone time with the Lord or on a retreat to know those things. But when you get back out in the real world and you're doing life and you're doing the things, it's easy to slip right back into what you believed before. And so the things that have helped me stay grounded in that. That, um, have been one, I remind myself of that daily. I have reminders in my bathroom. I know that most days I start my day with sitting before the Lord, asking him, okay, father, and really going to him as a daughter and saying, okay, father, what is it you want to tell me today? You know, and it's like, just as if I would be sitting in the car with my father and saying, okay, dad, what, what is it you want to tell me today? What is it you want to impart to me? You know, whenever you position yourself that way um, on a daily basis, it's easy to remember that you're, you're first and foremost a child of God. And so those are a few takeaways for me um, and how I stay grounded with that. And I just want to remind you that if you were sitting there and you're going, oh my goodness, I found my identity in something else. Well, the good news is we have several different people that are coming on to the Waves Ministry podcast over the next several weeks that are going to be sharing with you their own journeys of realizing that they've put their identity in other things. They found their value, their worth, and their labels on those things instead of being a child of God. And you're going to hear many stories of breakthrough on how people broke free of believing those things and stepped into freedom as being children of God. So you're in for a treat. You're going to hear so many good stories in so many ways. Um, for you to press in. Um, if you'd like to follow me, it's super easy to follow me on Instagram. You can follow me at Caroline Hare um, or at Waves Ministry Inc. on uh, Instagram. You can also follow me at wave at carolinehair.org. Um, and it's pretty simple. Just check me out. I have books on Amazon and I'd love to connect with you. So feel free to send me a DM and I can't wait until you're back on next week and hear our next guest. Thank you for listening to the Waves Ministry Podcast. For more information about our ministry, check out our website, wavesgirlsconference.com and our social media at Waves Girls Conference. Today, we hope you start making waves in your home, community, and world.